Because when you are actively addressing all of the great things that you're doing for yourself, you're creating and pruning those neural pathways that further empower you to continue to do those things. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself, and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so thrilled you're here with me today, and I'm very excited to update you on the 2023 goal setting challenge. So if you're new to the podcast or new to this challenge, if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, at the beginning of the year, I set out to challenge myself to update you guys on my goals once a month via the blog and podcast so I could really hold myself accountable to the goals I set this year. So in my goal setting, I primarily set about five, like I call them big goals, and then I have all my baby goals. So I set about five personal goals and five business goals for the year. So 10 overall. And then I have about a little over a dozen or so like baby goals uh, that aren't as, you know, important to my overall growth, uh, but very important to me. So for example, a baby goal is like read 50 books this year or something like that. So I'm very excited to give you guys this update because I think that the June update feels a little bit different from the previous ones. I think I've really kind of found a new groove to set for these updates. And I'm really excited because I think the last three or so previous updates have been pretty consistent with sort of the resistance I've been facing and how I plan to reroute that resistance and how I plan to heal it and tap on it and etc. But now this year, or <laughs> this year, this month, I have some new kind of baby goals within my big goals. And I'm really excited because instead of kind of giving you guys an overall update, I'm going to be very specific on exactly what I'm targeting over the month of June. So we're already five days in. And when this podcast comes out, it'll be seven days in. So I'll already be a week into June. But I'm really excited to offer you guys a little bit more of specificity when it comes to my goals because I've been very candid with you guys over the last several podcasts about challenges I've been facing and just things happening in my life. I, like I had said, I feel like I've definitely ushered in a new chapter again. So a lot of things are changing. A lot of like, you know, balls are up in the air. A lot of anxieties and emotions have been coming up that I've really been having to address and work on so that I can continue to focus on my goals and focus on my own empowerment and my business. Um, and things like that. So I'm really excited to update you guys and tell you about what I plan on focusing on in the month of June. So I don't feel the need to really recap so much that I've already talked about in the last, you know, maybe four or so podcasts as far as, you know, my health and kind of the ushering in the new chapter podcast where I talked about, you know, those two and a half weeks that were super transformative. I think it was also a lot had to do with being in so many different locations you know locations themselves have their own really specific type of energy and aura to them and when you're in those locations obviously you have a tendency to pick that up depending on your own mood so going from you know here being with my mom and spending so many days in the city with her 
And then going to Florida and having, you know, Florida's always held like a really huge uh, emotional baggage for me, a lot of disdain, a lot of traumas associated with Florida for me. So then going home to Florida and then losing Chica and having to put her down uh, was obviously very traumatic and very difficult. And then a whole nother new location with this beautiful energy, beautiful scenery. Um, my mom and I traveled to Cancun. So, you know, just I think the several different locations also played a factor into that because when you physically move, your energy moves, your emotions move, things shift within you already because whatever your surroundings are, if they're positive, you know, obviously that's going to add some positivity to your emotions and vice versa. So that happened. And then just kind of updating you guys on so much that also changed in my own life. So moving in with my boyfriend and, you know, I'm, I sent out my assistant offer letter today. So that's very exciting. I'm hoping she'll be signing on uh, next week. So just a lot of stuff has happened in the last several weeks between like, I would say once I had bronchitis to now, that kind of, I, I think that was around a month, a month and a half of time. That kind of month and a half was really defining and kind of brutal on my psyche and brutal on just bringing up a lot of emotions that, you know, like I've said to you guys so many times over and will continue to reiterate, our healing journey is never complete. It's never over. And there's always going to be more to heal, no matter how much you think you've healed a scenario or an experience or an emotion within you, there's always going to be more. And that's okay. That's what makes us human. That's what makes the process of being human so beautiful is that there we, we truly do have so many layers to us and so many emotional layers, physical layers, so much depth to us. And that's what makes, you know, our emotions so beautiful, I think. But that can also be a very difficult thing to accept and acknowledge because that means no matter how hard we work to heal certain things or be okay with certain things, there are going to be so many things in our life that trigger those emotions to come up again. And that's okay. So anyways, you know, the last month and a half has just been really um, striking, I would say, and shocking to my my internal system and like the, the healing work that I've done, which is great because now that I'm kind of through the depths of those emotions and I'm able to sit with them and not be entirely too uncomfortable, I'm able to see, okay, this is this is what I need to change. These are my new goals and this is how I can approach them moving forward with a lot more comfortability in my emotions, but also a lot more excitement towards my goals. So basically, if you need more backstory to that, I encourage you to go back and listen to the episode a few back where I talk about my health journey and kind of what's going on with that because that relates to goals moving forward. And then also the ushering in new chapters episode, um, I think that was two or three back where I talk about, you know, just kind of those two weeks and how they've really ushered in a new chapter. Go figure, right? So that's like, those are probably the backstories to this podcast that I would encourage you to listen to if you want a more rounded out story. But anyways, getting into the actual June update, I'm really excited because like I said, I think the last several updates, I've been a little bit vague in my actual agenda to approach my goals, the, the momentum that I'm carrying, my actual plan. So I want to, I think it'll be beneficial definitely for me and my goals, but also beneficial for me to explain it and talk it out with you guys because my hope in always sharing this with you guys is that you get your own idea and how you can 
set out new goals, how you can approach new goals, how you can set up a more structured, a little bit more of a structured life and system so that you're living intentionally, which is always the goal of this podcast and always the goal of our conversations is talking about intentionality. So I have three kind of overall main priorities, I would say, for this month. And I want to talk about each of them individually and how I plan on kind of tackling those priorities. So the first one is redoing my habits. Like I mentioned in, I think it was the Usher I Get New Chapters podcast, I feel like my habits and the reason why I think I haven't been able to stick to them month to month because I've been struggling. Each time I talk about this in each podcast or in the blog, I keep wondering why I can't really be more deliberate with my habits and why I've been struggling to really stick to the, the regiment that I've created for myself. And I think it's because a part of me has realized that some of these habits are habits I've grown out of or the structure of the habits aren't really attuned to who I am anymore because I have a very big difficulty with change when it comes to internal change, when it comes to changing things that are very personal to me because I am very much someone who is adamant in if it's worked for me before, it'll work for me now. And sometimes that's just not the case. We are evolving so much every day And it's very easy to look back at a past version of yourself and realize what has worked and want to do that again because it's not something new. We're always, I mean, not maybe not you, but I sometimes I'm really scared to try new things because I'm not sure it'll work for me the same way something else has before. So changing things that are very intimate to my life, like my habits and my routines, I have a bit of difficulty with. I have no problem encouraging my clients to do this. But when it comes to me... I have a little bit of like a like a stronghold on current habits. And even though they're not working for me right now, I have a hard time kind of loosening the grip on those. So that's something that I'm going to be really prioritizing. And to give you a little bit more detail into how I plan on, you know, kind of redoing or reprioritizing or overhauling my habits is I kind of want to take June to even perhaps do an inventory of my habits. So obviously I'm tracking my habits. I know which ones I'm doing more often than not. You know, I have no trouble waking up at my designated wake-up time. I have no problem getting into the gym. I have no problem doing my journaling. But there are a select couple of habits that I am having a difficulty grasping onto. And I mentioned to you guys one of them is meditation. But I think I've realized, and I, I think I kind of touched on this in the la- perhaps the la- last podcast, maybe the one before. I think that I have a little bit of a fear right now that my business is becoming a little bit too businessy, and I don't want to lose the spiritual slash wellness slash intentional side of my business. That is what makes LaRue so unique. That is what makes my brand stand out from so many others. That is what makes me not just a graphic design and creative studio, but LaRue is such a, it needs to be such a hub for all around intentionality, whether that's in lifestyle, business, or both. So the, the meditation, the tapping, the daily tapping, the journaling, things like that, all are very important to my own intentionality journey. And I think that kind of like I've talked to you guys about de-influencing, that's exactly what I really need to do about these habits that I'm struggling to grasp onto because I don't want to get rid of them. 
but I also need to make sure that I'm not doing them for the sake of doing them because it's a part of my business. I need to do them for me. So the way I plan, I hope that makes sense, but the way I plan to reprioritize certain habits that I haven't been able to really grasp onto lately are going to be making sure that I am fully aware of the benefits of these habits on my own life, on my own intentional journey, on my own intentional living journey, because that's why I've implemented them in the first place, right? That's why I did them in the first place so many years ago when I started my intentional living journey was to grow closer to myself, was to be more intentional with my time and with my thoughts and with my mind and body and soul. So the way I plan to reprioritize and re-implement things like meditation, daily tapping is to one, I think giving myself a designated time to do these things isn't going to be beneficial, which is usually quite the opposite of how I kind of go throughout the day. But I think I'm also really trying, this is just kind of a tidbit, not really something I'm like actually prioritizing, but I'm really trying to be someone who is more go with the flow. And a great example of this was when Michael and I were in Maine. Um, That's about an eight and a half hour drive straight through from New York City. So it was about, you know, 10 hours with stops and lunch and et cetera. So it's a really long drive. And we took his very large truck, so we did not switch off driving. So Michael was the one to drive the whole time. So on the way back, he was really dreading the drive. And we were like, why don't we stop in Portland for the night? That's not exactly halfway through, but it cut like three hours of the drive. So that way, the next day when we started driving again, we only had about, you know, five or six hours left. And it was really nice. It felt very spontaneous. Yes, I had work to get to. Yes, I had client stuff to get to. But it felt very good in going with the flow of something and doing something that felt more spontaneous to me. So just a little side tidbit with that. If you're also someone who's trying to adopt a little bit more of a flow state, like a go with the flow state, because, you know, as I've stressed you guys time and time again, my type A personality doesn't really flow well. (laughs) So that's something that I'm also trying to prioritize within my, you know, kind of day to day. Within those two concepts, I think my idea of trying to grasp on to these habits again is to do them when they feel good do them when I feel like my body or my mind really need them so I don't want to just do tapping in the morning just because I can tap in the morning if that's where I feel like I need it great I'll do it but if I feel maybe a trigger come up during the day that's when I need to stop what I'm doing walk away from my desk walk away from a situation and do 5 10 15 minutes of tapping Maybe for meditation, I need to, you know, I've told you guys like my kind of lull period during the day where I lose a little bit of energy is around two o'clock. So maybe around two o'clock or when I feel that kind of lull coming out and I'm like, oh God, I just don't want to really do any work right now is when I can walk away and do a 10, 15 minute meditation. I think that being so stringent about including it in my morning routine has also stopped me from actually taking action on these habits and on these Uh, really productive things that feel very intentional to me. So that's number one is redoing my habits and not necessarily adding or subtracting any because I feel like the habits I have picked out for myself are really strong and I do really enjoy them. It's just about where I fit them in my schedule, where I fit them in the day and how I go about actually completing them and approaching them. I think what's going to be very important and as long as I do, you know, kind of as I've said, where I go with the flow more 
And also at the same time, just being harder on myself as far as laziness. Like, oh, I just don't feel like doing this right now. No, get your ass up. Go do it. You're fine. Like, you you got it. It'll take 10, 15 minutes tops, right? So I think just being a little bit tougher as far as timing, but also doing it with compassion, right? I always talk about this. So that's priority number one is kind of re re looking at rescoping my habits and approaching them in a little bit of a different way seeing that seeing how that little bit of a different approach could perhaps shift my entire habits routine and intentionality number two is getting back into that health journey so i told you guys i would continue to update you um it's been a little bit of a slow update because of all the travel and when I had the bronchitis and I went to go make these doctor's appointments, obviously, you know, doctors in New York City are so booked out and so busy. I think that's honestly everywhere. So the appointments I got were mostly in June. Um, I had to kind of wait about a month, a month and a half. So I have several doctor's appointments coming up. Actually, this week I have my neck appointment for my pinched nerve. Actually, later today, I'll be finally getting my MRI. And then on Wednesday, I'm finally seeing my endocrine again. Uh, talking to her about getting in to see a highly specialized endocrinologist and I'm going to get my thyroid uh, re-ultrasound I'm going to which I do once a year anyways Um, I'll get all my blood work done and we're going to talk about ways that we can really address the issue with my Hashimoto's my lack of ability to lose weight and feel healthier you know I'm consistently feeling so bloated Uh, And just kind of talk about all of these overall issues that stem from my Hashimoto's. So again, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the health podcast right after I had bronchitis for a death defying two weeks. I, it was just kind of like a shining light for me to realize that I really needed to reprioritize my health. And, you know, I know that I'm obviously getting older. Um, I'm only 25, but I'm growing older every day. And I do know that like I said in that podcast, Hashimoto's can really have an effect on getting pregnant, staying pregnant, which is not something I'm thinking about right now, but definitely something I'll be thinking about probably within the next, you know, five, seven years. So I need to be making sure that when that time comes and when I'm ready for that next step in my life, I I hope it's just easiest as possible on my body. Um, and I just, I, I've talked to you guys about this before, and I know that weight loss and weight gain and just overall body image I totally understand that it can be a very sensitive topic. So please hear me when I say that everything I'm about to say and everything I ever say regarding body image or weight loss or weight gain is said with full compassion and no judgment. This is a very safe place um, for you to show up. And if body image is a topic you're generally uncomfortable with, um, especially when it comes from somewhat of a stranger, I encourage you to just skip through this kind of section. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but... As of right now, um, in my own personal, you know, body journey, I, after I've given you guys kind of the gist, but I'll reiterate just kind of quickly. After I had my knee surgery, I was in a place where I really couldn't look myself in the mirror. I was so disassociated with my body and what it looked like. I was very used to being very fit, especially when I was younger and in high school when I was a competitive dancer. You know, I was dancing and working out 20 to 22, 23 hours a week. Um, And it was what I loved. So it was, it felt, you know, it obviously didn't feel like a workout. But I was very used to being an athlete all of my life and then going to college. Although I didn't dance anymore. Living in New York City, obviously, you know, you're walking everywhere. There's steps everywhere, blah, blah, blah. So I stayed somewhat fit. I did gain some weight in college, but that's obviously very normal. 
But then after I graduated, between that period, that about year, I would say, just under between graduating college and then getting fully through my knee surgery and recovery, so about, yeah, a year, I just didn't even really recognize myself, both internally and externally. But something I was really struggling with was the way I felt and looked in my body. So after my knee surgery, parents and I decided it would be a good idea to hire a personal trainer. Hiring her was mostly out of concern for my knee and making sure that I was using all of the equipment in the gym correctly, you know, because even though I had fully been recovered from my knee and my doctor gave me the all clear to go back to the gym and etc., I was very, very apprehensive and terrified of screwing it up again. They had put several pins and screws in my knee, so I just needed to be careful. And it was just more so out of a comfort and someone can guide me on how I need to be, you know, more conscious of the nutrition that I'm getting and how I can use the proper equipment in the gym. So anyways, that was a time in my life where I just really struggled with being comfortable in my body. Obviously, that's the goal we should all have. It's not about how we think we should look or how someone else thinks we should look. It's just about being comfortable in your own skin. Um, I think that that's an incredibly important aspect of our lives. And with social media, you know, I think that's growing increasingly more and difficult, but Uh, It's just kind of a personal journey. So anyways, now with the Hashimoto's in general, having hypothyroidism makes it difficult to lose weight on top of utilizing birth control. So with, with so many of my different facets to my health, it just makes it very hard for me to lose weight. And losing weight as a woman in general is even difficult, right? We just carry body fat differently than guys and, you know, that sucks. (laughs) So anyways, all of that is to say a part of reprioritizing my health right now is also making sure that I'm feeling comfortable in my body again. I've had a little bit of difficulty in that in the last couple months. Um, I haven't been feeling as confident as I once did when I was really doing well at the gym and I am going to the gym consistently and I am working out consistently and I am, you know, being mindful of what I eat. I will stress to you guys, as I always do whenever we talk about food, is that I never, ever, ever will or have gone on a diet. I don't think dieting is healthy, uh, in my personal opinion, because I want to make sure that I always have a healthy relationship to food. So all I ever do is just kind of watch my portion sizes and be conscious of what I'm eating and putting into my body. And that's kind of it. I think refined sugar and like things like that is what I need to be conscious of. So for me, that's how I do it. It works for me. I don't really want to diet. It's not something I feel comfortable with. So like I said, just being conscious of what I put into my body is very important to me, especially when it comes to alcohol. I do really need to be a lot more uh, considerate about that when I'm drinking. It's I, I never drink to excess anymore. I haven't done that in ages, probably since I was you know, recovering and kind of in my dark phase. I do, you know, tend to drink a lot, especially living in the city and going out to dinner a lot and blah, blah, blah. So just being a little bit more conscious of that. But anyways, overall, reprioritizing my health now that I'm seeing all my doctors, getting all these doctor appointments. I mean, I'm even taking care of the dentist. I'm still going to my acupuncture, which I talk to you guys a lot about. So I'm seeing my acupuncturist every two weeks and we're prioritizing right now, just really focusing on the Hashimoto's and kind of the neck whenever I really like need that when it flares up and also making sure I'm doing the kind of fun things that feel good for my health. So I get a massage every four to six weeks, you know, kind of once a month and just taking care of things like that. That's what feels really important to me right now, making sure that I'm taking care of my body and my health. So another thing, a part of that is I'm actually now 
just today started working with a trainer again. Um, it's all virtual coaching. So she's creating kind of like a, a workout plan for me. I just needed someone who could really kind of hit the reset button with me in the gym and with my health and my eating habits and etc. So I'm really excited about that. Again, like I said, please take all of this with a grain of salt. This isn't a one size fits all conversation. Body image um, and food is something you have a difficult time talking about or hearing about. You know, I will always encourage you to make sure you're talking to someone about that, whether it be a doctor or a therapist. Uh, but always just sharing my personal journey with you guys about these things is really important to me and being very candid and honest with you guys. Um, and I don't want to hold back. And as I've talked about before, you know, triggers are very personal. So it, this isn't to say like I'm trying to target any anyone specific. Uh, just if this is something that's triggering to you, I always encourage you to address that. Anyways, so one and two, re- reprioritizing my habits, kind of reshifting them, kind of shifting them and just taking another look at them, seeing what I can do differently, I think is always what's beneficial in everything that we do. When something stops working for you, it's because the way you're approaching it is no longer working for you. So to try and re-implement something into your life, whether it be a habit, health, whatever it is, a, you know, your job, whatever you're doing, whatever is not working for you anymore, the way to re-implement is always to shift the way you're approaching the goal, the habit, the routine. So the habits and routines and overhauling my health, just kind of readdressing all of this and really prioritizing my mind and body and soul is what's really, really important to me right now. Um, and then the last one is <laughs> prioritizing me again. So this is kind of an encompassing goal, but... I think that in the last few months, a lot of stuff has changed in my life. And while all that change has been so wonderful, watching the business grow so much, uh, obviously watching my relationship grow so much, and now living with my boyfriend, watching my friendships continue to grow, all of that has been so, so incredibly wonderful. But I feel like with the shift in my habits and kind of the downward slope in my goals and my approach to them, I haven't really been prioritizing myself and my mental health and my emotional health and 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 everything to do with just me in general. So another over kind of my overarching goal for June and really what needs to be for the rest of the year, again, going back to my word of the year being balance, is just making sure I'm prioritizing myself every single day. I need to make sure that the time, effort, and emotions that I'm giving to other people I'm also filling my own cup in return. I think that that has been something I've lost a little bit of sight of over the last couple months, especially with my relationship, because this is the first time I've been in a very serious relationship. Like obviously living with someone is a enormous step and all of it's been wonderful. You know, I mean, we face our challenges like any couple and moving in is a big like adjustment, but everything's been great. But I've also, I'm also someone who is, just in general, a huge giver, obviously, you know, given my job, that's almost entirely what I do is give my creative energy and my emotional energy and my support energy to all of these other people, which which is going to end up being like one of the most empowering acts of my entire life. But I also need to make sure that I'm filling my cup up in return. I'm taking time for me in return, whether that's like going for a walk with Bowie by myself, or whether that's you know, getting in bed early and reading by myself or just having a little bit of me time. You know, my journaling is really important to me. It's where I express my emotions. It's where I kind of 
go over my events of the day, the day before, like what I what I'm feeling, how I'm, you know, going to approach certain things, etc. I think just even even in all of the things that I already do that prioritize me, I think just being a bit more conscious about those acts themselves, like okay, this is 15 minutes of me time, like let me uh, do my journaling. I need to be conscious of what I'm writing and like not just kind of passive writing, but be very being very active in the process of whatever it is I'm doing is what's going to be important to me, which we also just had a podcast about talking about how you can be more active in your decision making and your thought process and not being so passive in the process and just kind of letting like your subconscious take the reins. We need to be much more conscious about the decisions we're making and the acts we're making and how they affect us because when you're doing something that's empowering to you or good for you and you're not actively thinking about damn this is so badass I'm so proud of myself like look at everything I'm doing to prioritize me it's not necessarily a bad thing that you're not actively thinking about that or conscious of those things but it's certainly not benefiting you that you're not thinking about those things right because when you are actively addressing all of the great things that you're doing for yourself you're creating and pruning those neural pathways that further empower you to continue to do those things to help you you know address all of these great things in your life and how you're being intentional with your life. So again, I think that those two correlate a lot in that me prioritizing myself um, over, you know, sometimes over my business, over my relationships, over everything needs to be very intentional. It needs to be about how I can best spend my time or my energy or my emotions on me in the moment, whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's an hour, whether I get a whole day to myself. For example, this has been something obviously I've been working on the last couple days. You know, it's June 5th already. By the time you hear this, it'll be June 7th. But for example, this it was just such a great way for me to act on this and realize this. Last Saturday, I took the whole morning to myself. It was so absolutely wonderful. I woke up at seven, got ready. I went to hot yoga in the city, which I love. It's just oh, such a good sweat sesh. It just feels so good. And especially after a week in the gym, like my body is so sore. Yoga really obviously helps you limber up and loosen up. So I went to hot yoga and then I went for a nice long walk through the city all the way down to Soho from uh, Flatiron. And I got a absolutely wonderful massage this was supposed to be a Swedish I never actually get a Swedish I I always ask for medium to hard pressure and this woman had the strongest hands <laughs> this woman could knock like I bet you she could freaking punch through a brick wall she was pushing on those muscles like freaking kneading dough and I was like I was cringing in pain and I was like oh this is this is what I need. But when I when she finished, I felt like I was in nirvana. Like I couldn't it took me a minute to get my focus back and I was just like she ended the massage, you know, they always pretty much end at your head and like your shoulders. And she ended the massage. And she's like, "Lauren, how did that feel?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know what to say. You have the strongest hands I've ever <laughs> got a massage with." It was such a wonderful massage. So then I did that and then I met Kristen up, one of my absolute dearest best friends in the city. Her and I met up for lunch and her and I always have the most empowering, beautiful and just very relatable conversations. We're very candid with each other and we just have such a fantastic relationship. So her and I got lunch together and then I came back home, had a nice shower and then Michael and I spent the rest of the night together. We went to this like little 
uh, night market, I guess, where they had like food trucks and little like um, shops set up in Jersey City. And then we went to a nice party that his friend was throwing as like a beginning of summer party. And it was just such a delightful day because I took so much of that day, so much of my Saturday to just give back to myself, to fill my own cup. And when I got home, my cup was overflowing. It was such a delightful time. And it really made me realize how much more I need to be doing this. Not necessarily whole chunks of days, but just making sure I'm inserting things that I love throughout the week. Like, going to yoga that had been the first time I had been to hot yoga in like a month and a half and I used to go at least once a week because I have my class pass membership so I just use my credits and go to y7 which is a hot yoga studio um and they're I think they're all over the country and like major cities but that was the first time and it made me really sad realizing that I hadn't been to yoga in so long because life just gets so busy and that's totally okay But when I got there after yoga after my walk after my massage after lunch with Kristen I just really realized like how empowering that morning and that afternoon had felt to me. And while being in a relationship is wonderful and while having all of these friendships are so, so wonderful, it's easy to lose yourself and lose your time and your energy and your emotions in all of these things. And that's okay. These people aren't stealing my energy. My friends and my boyfriend aren't stealing my energy. I just tend to be a giver. And again, that's perfectly okay. But having that morning to myself made me realize like it's very important for me to give back to myself. So if you're also kind of in the similar position, I give you full permission to do the same thing. Make sure you're reprioritizing yourself and your own time and filling your own cup because that's just so, so important to living an intentional life. So to recap, my June priorities are reshaping and shifting my habits, making sure that I'm doing them when it feels good and when it's most empowering for me, continuing to work and overhaul my health. You know, I'm seeing, like I said, all my doctors this month, working with a new uh, trainer and nutritionist and really just prioritizing all of the things that feel good to my body and prioritizing me again. So making sure each week, if not, you know, a little chunks of every day, I'm making sure that I'm giving back to myself filling my own cup and doing things that really feel good to me because that's what's that's what's intentional that's what my life is about and that's what my business is about and as I always say to you guys I cannot sit here and preach to you guys but I don't practice myself so always being very candid and honest in these podcasts and telling you you know even though I talk about this every single day whether it be with clients to myself with friends etc making sure you guys are also understanding like I'm not perfect. I don't do this every single day, all day. Like I do not, it's very easy to think like when I talk about this stuff, oh, Lauren has her shit put together, all wrapped in a nice little bow. I assure you it is not. And that's okay because that's life and life is messy. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I hope that you loved this podcast. I feel like I was totally in the flow and I was really excited to talk to you guys about this today and offer you this update so you guys know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly, and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.